uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. Customer experience is becoming the most important differentiating factor for businesses to be able to stand out from their competition. The ways in which consumers communicate with businesses has changed and instant messaging is becoming the preferred method of primary contact. Businesses now need to be able to offer 24-7 chat services and one of the best ways to achieve that is to utilise chatbot technology. But how can they ensure that the service they provide is secure and offers their customers the best levels of data privacy? Com 100 are one of the industry's leading omni-channel engagement platforms and specialise in enterprise level digital engagement including chatbots. Jeff Epstein is their Vice President of Product Marketing and Community communication and joins me today to discuss customer experience and the balance that organizations have to strike with security. I started by asking Jeff how the balance has been set historically. Have a listen. So I think the big question there is really one of of technology that's been in play in the customer experience space. If you go back a decade or more, most of the technology that companies were using to engage with their customers was phone-based. And there wasn't a lot of data being captured and stored about the customer, about the call, because it was a phone call. And once the phone call was over, that, that record pretty much disappeared. Maybe the agent took some notes and that was kept on the side. But as technology started to offer more opportunities to customer experience experts to connect with and engage at various stages of the buyer's journey of the customer lifecycle, now you have a situation where there's just a heck of a lot bigger digital footprint in play. And that's really where the security angle has emerged as a concern, not just for brands, but also for consumers who are who are aware of how their data is being collected and how it's being used. So I think that what happened there in a nutshell is as customer experience became more technologically enabled, that really brought the security question to the surface. And what are customers doing to protect themselves? And what are brands doing to keep data private and keep data secure? And I think I think you touched on it there. Do you, do you think that's also coupled with a rising awareness on the consumer side of how valuable their own data is? Obviously, we've had a couple of high profile cases in the UK in terms of data sovereignty and I know there have been a lot across the channel in the US and Canada so as you were saying before it's also a case of consumers realizing how important their own data is how important their data is and how weak some of the early means of protection actually were. Nobody really understood what was at stake. Identity theft was probably not even a a term 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Uh, Back then, I was working in the internet security space, and it was all about spam and antivirus. And then phishing came on as a way of you know, tricking consumers into giving out passwords and credit card numbers. And that's when we're talking in the you know early 21st century when people started to realize, oh, my goodness, wait a minute, all these things that I took for granted are suddenly very exposed in the digital world. The, the rising prevalence, as you were saying before, in terms of omni-channel communication between a consumer and any business, whether that be traditionally it was all done by the phone and then maybe you had some email and now the proliferation of of chat services and and the use of chatbots has heightened that hasn't it in terms of the amount of communication between a consumer and a business it certainly made that communication more accessible more at fingertips Uh, you you couple that with the rise of mobile phones and devices and all of a sudden consumers are anytime anywhere can reach out to their their brands uh, the companies that that they that they use and, and products they consume and have those conversations really anytime, anywhere in a number of different form factors, be it email or chat or chatbot or self-service. Yes. So it's a pervasive, perpetual situation now where customer experience is always on. 
And the stats speak for themselves, Patrick. According to Gartner, for example, by 2020, uh, Gartner claims that 85% of all customer interactions will be managed without a human in place. Similarly, 73% of customers find live chat to be the most satisfying way of communicating with the business. So we're getting lots of evidence that customers prefer these digital channels. They prefer live chat. They're open to transacting with bots, not just communicating, but actually transacting. And when you go to segments like e-commerce, the likelihood of customers actually coming back is greater if those sites have live chat. And really, why, why, why is this happening? We, we think it's quite simple. Like I said earlier, customers want to connect with brands wherever and whenever they need. And really, only digital channels like live chat and text messaging can meet those expectations. Where bots come into play, where bots take that to the next level, is scaling those channels to true 24-7 availability at a cost that's really easy for companies to justify. Just from a personal perspective, chat always seems to be, for me, it's it's the first point of call. It's the, it's the most convenient medium to, to communicate with the business. So it doesn't surprise me at all that it's becoming the, the de facto setting for, for initial communication. Yeah, you know what? I really think it speaks to human psychology. You and I are sitting here chatting on the phone. Well, that's the most natural way, but we've been conditioned to move away from phone calls to call centers because of wait times and long queues. So chat is that real-time instant communication where I can get down and personal with my with my issues or my challenges. And I have a great story to tell. We have a customer in the healthcare space who actually found that Live chat adds that little sliver of anonymity that lets customers open up even more about their problems, which they might not do if they were on the phone talking to a live person. But somehow when you're typing something, you have that extra level of anonymity. And you can say, if it's healthcare, you know, I have this problem with my back. Uh, You might not reveal those details to a, a live person unless they're a nurse or you're face to face, but you'll do it over chat because there is that assurance that I have, there's a barrier here. It's almost like confession in the Catholic Church. There's that wall between me and and, uh, and whoever's listening on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a really good point. And there's, there's often been parallels in terms of people will be much more open and potentially much more blunt on something they might write on an email than they would be in a face-to-face conversation. Yeah, and with all the tools on the back end for agents to do things like sentiment analysis and to understand the tone that that customer is trying to use or cut through some of that potential emotional clutter and really get to the heart of the matter, there's a lot of technology at work now that can help those agents really deal with those inquiries um, right up front, right point blank. Uh, And before we come on to the, the sort of security aspect of that, why has that been so important for businesses? There are very advantage, there are various advantages, aren't there, in, in terms of adopting chat services, you, talking to consumers in terms of cost savings and efficiency and various aspects like that. So above all, it's incumbent on brands to be where their customers are. And I mean that in both a physical and digital sense. You have to be listening. You have to be ready to take a question, take a comment, understand a problem. At the customer's uh, decision in terms of when and where that happens, it's no longer good enough to have a phone number that's open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. because that's not how customers live their lives and that's not how digital customers live their lives. So the main benefits of of digital omni-channel is that ability to be always on on always everywhere. And that's really critical because customers will shift loyalties based on how accessible their brands are. There's lots of statistics out there that prove 
that consumers are willing to pay a premium for better service, for better care. And that's how you achieve that is by being everywhere and listening all the time, using those digital channels to uh, like live chat, like chatbots to connect to those customers when they're ready. The accessibility benefit isn't something that I, I had necessarily considered particularly. And I suppose that is that's only amplified by the the more globalized society we live in, isn't it? I mean, traditionally, you, you would have dealt with a business that was potentially local to you or at least in the same time zone. Whereas now where I have a huge amount of businesses that I have contracts with that might be in the States or might be based in Asia, you have to be available all the time. And as you said, a call center that traditionally operated eight by eight is not going to be feasible when I have a complaint in the middle of the night. We we used to have an expression. There was this service expression called follow the sun, which meant wherever there was business hours, you had to have operations ready. But really, it's not follow the sun, it's follow the customer. Uh, wherever the customer is, wherever they are located, and whenever they choose, uh, but also add to that is through the channels that they prefer, you have to be there and be ready. And it's also important to consider, Patrick, customers don't think channel. Customers think brand. So they might drop you an email tomorrow and hop on a live chat the next day and search a knowledge base the day after that and pick up the phone the day after that. And it's incumbent on you as a brand to have that full story ready at your disposal so you understand and see all those touch points. And you're ready to tie that story, those different story chapters together. So we've established why digital communication channels are, are so important and are becoming even more important for businesses. So what are the what are some of the potential security and data protection concerns for when industries are adopting these sort of technologies? So it's really the same as with any technology that companies are looking to adopt. You have to protect customer privacy. You have to maintain data security, whether that's during or after a conversation. And there are there are definitely risks that come to play. For example, the second you move a conversation to a digital channel, whether it's through live chat or social media or some internet-based communication, you have a risk of eavesdropping, of somebody picking up that conversation and listening in in if it's not properly encrypted. You have risks of insecure data transfer if a customer is asked to, oh, you're having a problem with your invoice, can you please upload, show me a copy of your latest invoice, and they, they don't have a secure mode of transferring that data. And then naturally, there's all the personally identifiable information leaks that can occur through database breaches, through uh, involuntary or or unsupervised data sharing. Uh, Those are some of the the classic risks. But there's also risks, and this is something that a lot of companies don't think of, there's risks on the back end. Uh, And what I mean by that is, where can agents or imposter agents gain access to those communication systems? You work from home, Patrick. I work from home. I log into my company's uh, networks and my company's platforms to do my business. But can I easily be impostered? Can somebody fake me and log in from somewhere else? So just to bring it down to to a very concrete example, the ability to isolate uh, by IP, by internet protocol address, where somebody can access a backend system is a critical uh, security requirement that you should be considering because uh, people working from home, people working in different geographies, you have to be able to lock that stuff down. Otherwise, it's very easy to to replicate and fake. And, and finally, with the legal environment tightening up everywhere on every continent and every legislature around the world, 
it's incumbent on businesses to address these concerns head on. You no longer have an excuse. You're not going to be forgiven. You're given a bit of time to comply. But then the burden is on you, brand, to get it right. And thankfully, when you find the right solution and you ask the right questions about their technology, it's pretty easy to uh, to protect yourself. My, my next question was going to be, are there particular industries that you think might be more vulnerable to this? And obviously, traditionally, you'd think of financial and legal services that might have a slightly higher compliance regulation imposed upon them. But what you were saying then, is it more just in general, in terms of the changing working habits, as you said, I'm working from home. Are all industries having to be more cautious just because of the maybe changing working model that, that we might be looking at in the modern world? So there's a bit of an inverse relationship here, Patrick. Uh, you mentioned banking and finance and healthcare as, as traditionally industries are looked upon as, ooh, they've got lots of, of private data and they're worried about breaches. But those industries tend to be late adopters of some of these digital channels of communication. So they're, they're building those, those walls and they're saying, you know what, I'm just not going to go there. I'm not even going to do live chat or I'm not even going to do uh, video chat or co-browsing because then I won't have a problem. So the relationship is inverse. Every industry is vulnerable. The traditionally more regulated ones tend to have better protocols in place or more conservative customer experience channels at play. You hear about data breaches from hotel chains, from retailers, from credit card companies. Really, if, if it comes down to if any part of your business is in the cloud, you're suddenly more vulnerable. But I really don't think there's any one industry that can claim to be more or less vulnerable. It comes down to individual corporate practice and the security protocols that you embrace. And really, no one should be taking those security matters lightly. Now, the risk to a company might grow in proportion to size. A very large hotel chain that, that handles millions of customers around the world. The bigger the company they are, the more targeted they may be. But also the reality is these bigger uh, brands tend to have access to more defenses, leaving the smaller businesses with shallower pockets potentially more exposed. So you might be less likely to be targeted maliciously if you're a corner store in Birmingham. But if you're a small business, chances are your data could actually be more vulnerable. Obviously, from, from a Common 100 perspective, you help your customers uh, achieve the balance between providing the really great customer experience, the accessibility we talked about before, and maintaining those the level of security required for different industries. So what should customer service providing organizations be looking for when they're talking to providers about implementing CX platforms? So it, it, the considerations are the same as you would expect when, when considering any technology for that company. And that's true because... Uh, most mature organizations have a an IT practice or a security practice that sets very clear guidelines on what can and can't be done. So before you even start shopping around for technology solutions, whether it's live chat or chatbot or email ticketing or social media, you must engage with those IT members to build your security checklist so you understand, okay, what am I what are my limitations here? What are the thou shalt not cross situations that I need to be well aware of so I can filter and screen those vendors that I'm talking to right at the outset. You might have the, the, the greatest whiz-bang technology out there, but if you can't do data encryption when it's going between my chat window and your server, and if you can't have single sign-on with the visitor chat window, or you can't have IP restriction or data masking or PCI compliance, then I'm not even going to talk to you. So understand what your baseline is. Understand what the must-have requirements are first. You don't want to waste time searching for a solution only later to have your IT team shut things down. Now, when it comes down to choosing an actual vendor, 
be really diligent and really demanding regarding their security capabilities and assurances. They have to have this stuff documented. You want to look for things like SOC 2 compliance, ISO 27001. If you're in the healthcare space, they must be HIPAA compliant. That's just a non-starter. If they don't have that, if they're not going to meet that basic requirement, then there's no point in going forward. Do they have those certifications and compliances that you need, whether they're your own or driven by your industry? And what is their warranty for fallback? What if something happens, if there's a breach? Is there a clear SLA or service level agreement that articulates exactly who's on the hook for what? So there's no questioning what's going to happen. I'll give you one example. We have some of our customers who are in heavily regulated industries, and the wall or or the, the barrier to get into cloud services is so high that they would rather go on premise. So they'll take our software and they'll install it on their own servers in their own server farm, take on all the risk there with uptime and data breaches. We're one of the few vendors that can actually help them do that. Most cloud vendors say, you're going to be on Amazon Web Services, you're going to be on the cloud, and that's really the only way you can access our technology. Well, we recognize that that's just not good enough. We have to make sure that our solution is compliant with the needs of that industry, and we take that really seriously. No, oh, well, it's, it's fascinating to hear that, Jeff. So I realise it's a big topic and we've touched on it very briefly. But thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and explaining a bit more about it from the perspective of COM100. It's been my great pleasure, Patrick. Massive thanks to Jeff and to COM100 for coming onto the podcast with me and explaining more about the balance between security and great customer experience. If you want to understand more about chatbots and how they are being used within the industry, you can find loads more on our website. So head to uctoday.com and search for chatbots. And there are dozens of articles and examples of how the technology is being used across the unified communications landscape. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and leave a nice review if you can. Thanks for listening.